Welcome to our time of prayer and daily word and prayer. This is Wednesday morning, February 17th. Glad to have you along today. We've got a great day planned. We're in 1 Peter and chapter 3, verse 7. And yesterday we talked about how wives and anyone who is trying to win um, a husband, a teenager trying to win a parent, an employee trying to win a boss, people like this, uh, rather than arguing how they can win them without a word. Now, of course, they don't actually win them without a word. Ultimately, they win a hearing. They win the opportunity to be heard. The gospel's got to be spoken communication, but through their, their behavior, their respect, their honor, can win the opportunity to, um, to win someone to, uh, to present the gospel. Today, we want to talk, we turn our attention to the men. And in verse 7, we read this, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker since she's a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. You know, when I'm on campus, I've had this verse quoted to me by women who've, uh, who think this is a put-down of women, calling them weaker. Well, of course, we all have weaknesses. Everybody has weaknesses, and it's just pride to think you don't. But uh, I think what he's saying here is that it, this is not, you know, like it's not a put down of women at all. He's, as a matter of fact, the very verse, he says, the whole point is men, honor your wife. She is a fellow heir of the grace of, of life with you. Yes, she may have physical limitations that you don't have. There may be other limitations she might have. God has made men and women different. Of course, that doesn't go over real well in our egalitarian or feminist-leaning society that wants to say there's no differences whatsoever at all. And there is even now research coming out just in this last week or so in Scientific America saying there's not even physiological differences between male and female. Let that one sink in for just a minute. I'm not going to go there this morning, but that's true. In Scientific American, I believe it was an article, there's not even physical, physiological differences, anatomical differences between male and female, they claim, anymore. And no, I, where did I find that? On the um, Babylon Bee, they have a sister site, not the Bee, for things that they once would have said were satirical or extreme or humorous headlines that in reality now have turned out that people are actually saying these things. Let me stay focused. The point being this, that for men, and this verse is addressed to men, that, that men are to live with their wives in an understanding way, not a critical way, in Colossians 3.19, that we're not to become embittered at them, that if there's limitations they have because of their phys physical limitations or any other limitations, that we're not to see them as a burden, we're not to be angry, embittered, irritable, short-tempered, impatient, but we're to live with them in an understanding way. We're to grant them honor. And so men, and you men on here today, this is what you're, how you're to treat your wife. You're to grant her honor and respect and dignity. You're to understand her weaknesses and to be patient with them. It's interesting, by the way, in, in these scriptures here in Ephesians 5, I think a lot of us get in trouble when we read the verses that weren't addressed to us. In Ephesians 5, for instance, it says, uh, wives, and then it goes on to give instruction to the women about how to treat their husbands. 
And sometimes I tell a guy, you're not supposed to read those verses. I know it's the Bible, and you read the whole Bible, but those verses are not addressed to you. You're to skip on down to the part where it says husbands, and it tells husbands how to treat their wives, and women, you're not supposed to read those verses. I realize it's the Word of God, and we're to read it all, but you see what I'm saying? We, we sometimes get it mixed up. The verses addressed to the women, the husbands pay particular attention to and say, see, you should be acting this way. And the verses addressed to the men, the wives pay particular attention to them and say to the husband, see, you should be acting this way. And I'd suggest your marriage will be stronger if you focus on, if you wives focus on the verses that are addressed to you, and you just try and ignore those verses addressed to your husband. And you husbands, you focus on those verses addressed to you, and you just try and ignore those verses addressed to your wives, your wife. And, and in other words, we focus on becoming the person God wants us to be, and we let God work on making our spouse the person theirs to be. And you'll have a lot happier marriage, a lot happier marriage if you do it that way. Well, he goes on to say that if you don't honor your wives properly, that your prayers will be hindered. And that's what I want to focus on for just a moment this morning, because this relates to all of us. How can your prayers be hindered? Have you ever thought about that? How could your prayer life be damaged, weakened, hindered? How could your prayers kind of just like hit an iron heaven and bounce back down at you? How could it get to the place where you don't even pray? Jesus warned us about the importance of forgiveness when we pray. In the Lord's Prayer in, in um, Matthew chapter 6, and beginning with verse 12, he says, And forgive us our trespasses, or our debts, as we forgive those who have sinned against us or have indebt- who have indebted to us, trespassed against us. And he goes on and says, for if you don't forget, in verse 14, if you don't forgive, well, let's just read it here because it's a pretty powerful verse. If you don't forgive, verse 6, chapter 6, verse 14, for if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive you your transgressions. That's a pretty heavy verse. Pretty heavy verse, folks. That's what Jesus said about forgiveness. He's saying in the context of prayer and that we need to be forgiving people. And, uh, and there's no excuse for it. You want an even heavier verse? Let me read to you from Mark and chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 22. We love how this starts. Jesus answered, saying, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you've received them, and they will be granted you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. So Jesus says it twice here, the importance of forgiving and how forgiveness, and he he, he relates it right directly to prayer. That if you have people that you don't forgive, um, your prayers will be hindered. 
if men, if you're embittered against your own wife and you're resentful of, of weaknesses in her, and, and once you've married her and she was your prize, your treasure, you married her and you discovered within her that there were weaknesses that she had as a person, maybe even uh, as a woman, and you become uh, short-tempered, impatient, embittered, upset at those things, your prayers will be hindered. Your prayers will be hindered. You've got to forgive. You've got to live in an understanding way. You've got to, you can't be embittered. You've got to accept this human being that God brought into your life and treasure and honor her, not only for her strengths, but also for her weaknesses because you get the whole package when you marry the person. And likewise, anyone, friends, as we have, as we have these times together of the word and prayer, I hope that there's no one, if God brings anyone to your mind that you've not forgiven, that you say, Father, I forgive them. And sometimes this is so hard, and sometimes we hold on to things, and we can't. You can't hold on. You can't, someone who's hurt you, you can't allow them to continue to hurt you, to continue to hinder your prayers, continue to drive a wedge even between you and God, because, because you're, you won't forgive them. Now, I realize that sometimes we forgive, and that means, that doesn't mean you, you just open up to be hurt again, or you're just totally trusting always. Sometimes a person, we forgive them, we grant that release, we don't hold it against them, but that doesn't mean we are entrusting ourselves. I, that's not the purpose of today's message. But the purpose is to say that in your heart, you've got to say, Father, by faith and in obedience, I forgive others as you forgive me. Ephesians chapter 4 says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, slander, and clamor be put away from one another. Be put away from you and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Stop and think about that. Did you, uh, when you asked forgiveness, did you understand all the wrong you'd done? No. Did you understand how badly you'd hurt God by your sin? I doubt it. Did you... Were you as sorry as you should have been? I'm sure not. Did you ask forgiveness? When you asked forgiveness, was it as, as sincere, meaningful, and proper as maybe it could have been? Maybe not. And so we forgive others who might not understand how much they hurt us, who might not win even when they, if they've asked forgiveness, they might not have used the right words or said it properly, or, or, or uh, they, might have, they might have really failed in, in, in how sorry they should have been. We forgive as God has forgiven us, fully, freely, completely. And if you do, your prayers will be mighty. Your prayers will be mighty. And if you fail to do that, it will hinder your prayer life. And so this morning, we want to be people who are forgivers. We want to be people who are forgivers. We don't, we don't want to let any bitterness have a room in our heart or in our soul. We want to be like our God. Our God is a forgiving God. And this is one way we will rise above. You know, we live in a culture now. You know, we talk about the cancel culture and all these things. Let's face it. People are incredibly unforgiving these days. People are going back and searching a Twitter that you might have tweeted or a Facebook post you made years ago or some slip of a tongue or a word you said that in, a, in a heated moment of anger or passion or unmeaning or whatever, and, and they want to destroy your career. They want to, 
They want to cancel you out. They want to make you, they want to marginalize you and make you a nobody and nothing. They want to punish you. That's not the Christian way, is it? The Christian way and the human way, the right way, is that we be people of that, that are quick to forgive, slow to anger, slow to, you know, I mean, it's kind of like the Pharisees were like this, weren't they? And Jesus rebuked them. And our Pharisees today, often, you know, they're not, they don't have the, 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 Pharisee, the self-righteous condemning of others Pharisees today often are secularist. They're often uh, um, atheist, but they have this same self-righteous pride that is quick to condemn and slow to forgive. And might that, that's not the way we are as Christians. Let's not let this slip into our heart, okay? We want to have mighty prayers with a mighty God. We want to unleash his power. And we unleash his power as we walk with him. And it is so very, very vital. You know, people, I've had someone recently writing concerned about have they committed the unpardonable sin? And of course, they're relating to Jesus who talked about the unpardonable sin. And we, and, and, and the one sin, if you, you know, uh, blasphemy the Holy Spirit, we talk about that a lot. But Jesus said here, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. If you won't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Now, there may be a different, you know, positional forgiveness versus parental or relational forgiveness, and, and these things may enter, whatever it means. And this may not be a verse that relates to eternal salvation. It may relate to, again, our, 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 not our position, but our fellowship with God. But whatever it means, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be caught as someone to, uh, not forgiving another because this is the heart of our gospel message. And it's the heart of what it means, uh, the heart of what God wants of us as Christians, okay? So let's pray about this together. Father, today we come to you and we are so grateful for your forgiveness of us. We confess, Lord, that when you forgave us our sins, you forgave all of them. When we came to Christ, you forgave them all. Some, Lord, we never realized that was even sin, you forgave them. Some things we were not sorry enough, and yet you forgave them. Lord, we might not have even used the right words in asking forgiveness, but you, you saw the heart, and you saw the humility, and you saw the desire, and you forgave us. You are a forgiving God. We bless you. We thank you. You are a forgiving God. Thank you, Lord. If anyone could hold something against others, it would be you. If anyone had the right to judge, it would be you, and you, you are the judge of the whole earth. If anyone had the right to condemn, it would be you, but you've chosen instead to forgive. The whole gospel message, you sent your son Jesus to be the forgiver of our souls and of our sins. We're grateful. We're grateful. We pray, Father, that in the way you have forgiven us, we would forgive others. And I just pray, Father, for each one of us here today, that we would have a heart that releases others who've hurt us, a heart, Lord, that, that forgives those who've uh, whether they've asked for it or not, whether they were sorry enough for it or not, whether they realized what they'd done or not. Lord, you didn't, you, you didn't tell us to have conditional forgiveness. You just said to forgive. We know, Lord, there, there, we, we, there, there may be an element of conditional trust, of conditional would we entrust that person or allow them that same place 
again, of, of where we didn't trust them with something. But, Lord, there's no room to have forgiveness be conditional. Lord, it, a lack of forgiveness, it hurts us. If we can't forgive, it hurts us. And so I pray today we would be like Jesus. Even our tormentors, even our enemies, even our persecutors, that we'd be like Jesus who's prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So many, often, so many people, Lord, who've hurt us, they, don't, they may not even realize what they were doing. May have been ignorant, may have been uh, unintended. And so, Father, I pray, help us with this. And it's so, Lord, it's so difficult, but we want to have this simple, pure heart of love that does not take into account wrong suffered and that forgives those who've offended us. So today we do come to you. We release our enemies. We stand and we pray. We forgive others because, Lord, we, we have mountains that we need to see cast into the sea. In our land, Lord, in our lives, in our churches, in our families, in our government, in our culture, in our we have we have mountains, Lord, in foreign missions in so many areas, there's mountains that need to be cast into the sea. There's obstacles that need to come down. There's 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 mighty things that need to happen. There's we we must see our God come forth and 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 do mighty miracles among us. And yet, Lord, you said that if we if we won't forgive. It hinders, it stands in the way, it keeps our prayers from being answered. So Lord, we just come to you today and we just humble ourselves. We forgive, we forgive, we forgive. People right now, Lord, that you're bringing to our mind, that we've held a grudge against or embittered against or disappointed in, angry at. Lord, the people, if there's something you're bringing to our mind right now, Lord, we just, we just release, we forgive. In Jesus' name, we forgive them, and, uh, and we thank you as you have forgiven us. So, Lord, this is our simple prayer this morning. This is our simple prayer. Help us to walk in this freedom. Help us to be able to rise above those who've hurt us and to be simple people who are imitating our God, who's imitating our God in forgiving others. Lord, thank you for your standing with us. And because of you, Lord, we can forgive. We think, Lord, of the verse where you, the, the parable you told of the man who was forgiven so much. His master had pity on him and he was given forgiven so much, but then he went out and, and someone who just owed him a few bucks. The master, the master had forgiven him millions of dollars, but someone who owed him just a few bucks, he, he pounced on him and demanded payment right away and showed no mercy. Father, real simple, we just pray that the mercy shown to us, we would show to others. The mercy you have shown to us, we would show to others. And we ask for this grace. We desire it. It's difficult, Father, but we yield to you. We obey you, and we ask you to give us this grace, this power to forgive. So we bless you today. We give you this day. I pray, Lord, today for those who are Suffering with these weather, particularly down in the south, they weren't prepared for this cold, cold weather, and, and Lord, many in really difficult situations. We pray that you'd help them endure. We pray, Lord, that the technicians and, and crews that are getting things repaired would, would be able to operate effectively and quickly, efficiently. We pray, Lord, that those in dire situations would find help, emergency help. We pray, Lord, watch over people and give them protection, 
And again, Lord, as always, we pray that in any of these difficulties, any of these times where we're shown our own weakness, our own vulnerabilities, that that uh, we wouldn't just turn to technology and science for answers. We wouldn't just look to the government to bail us out and make things right. We'd be people who are crying out to God, crying out to you, Lord, these things that remind us of our weakness, that they might be used by you to lead many, many people to a more genuine faith. We pray for this. We pray for this. We pray the churches, particularly in places like Texas, they'd and they'd really be stepping up to help those in need in these days. And that you'd use them and their good deeds to win many, many people to Christ. Lord, bless us today. Let us shine brightly. Let us, let us exhibit and emanate the joy of the Lord, the peace of God that can rule in our hearts. I pray it would. I pray your joy and your peace, your confidence would reign in our hearts. Give us a strong, strong faith in a great, great God today. We pray these things and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. Hey, thanks everybody for joining me and God bless you today. I hope you have a great day. Boy, if you're in a place that is suffering, I hope that you're able to not only uh, get the, the security and comfort and um, access to any help you need, but maybe even uh, might be an opportunity for you to think of others and be helping others in your neighborhood or whatever who might be also in a needy situation. These disaster-type situations I found up here, they can bring neighborhoods together. Neighbors you never see, they can give you opportunity to reach out to them, love them, be kind to them, and um, open up uh, doors of opportunity to show the love of Christ and to share the message of Christ. So God bless you. If you're new, welcome. We're glad to have you along. Make sure you hit the subscribe and notify button. And if you enjoy this time, hit the like button too. That helps our our, our placement on uh, Facebook, or excuse me, on, on YouTube. And share this on your Facebook, your Twitter, wherever else. Let's build our audience. And uh, whether it's word of mouth or in your social media, let's pass the word. God bless you. You have a great, great day. And I will be seeing you tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time right here on this YouTube channel. See you then. Bye-bye.